everyone. Welcome back to the pod. I'm Hannah, one of your co-hosts and an intern at the college. Today, I'm with our newest co-host, Casey Boland, with a new episode of Michigan State University's College of Arts and Letters Liberal Arts Endeavor podcast. Thanks, Hannah. I'm so excited to be on the podcast this week. It's always fun to represent Michigan State. I'm a professional writing major here in the College of Arts and Letters, and I've been working as a social media and communications intern for the College of Arts and Letters for about two months now. Yay! Happy to have you. And uh, with us today, we also have our honorary co-host, Dean Long. Thank you. It's good to be back. Good to have you <laughs> back. It's been, this would be, this is my first podcast with you this year. I know. After been, all yeah. last season, we, yeah. we did a lot of that uh, together. And then I've only uh, hosted one other this this season, so... We've missed you. Well, <laughs> it's good to be back. Hey, everybody have a good Halloween. Did you guys do some fun stuff for Halloween? I oh, did. Yeah, it was a fun weekend. It was a, it was a chilly weekend, though. Yeah. Yeah, very chilly. We made caramel apples, which were delicious. Nice. Yes. Well, speaking of caramel, I hear there's a big, big controversy around caramel corn, huh? Candy corn. Mm, candy corn. Oh, right. Some people mm. love it. <laughs> some, people some people hate, hate it. it. Fun fact, it is... I don't know according to who, but it is Michigan's mm. most favorite Halloween candy. Really? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> well, we, we're lucky to have uh, two of my Dean colleagues here. We're going to have to have them weigh in on the candy corn controversy. <laughs> Definitely. Um, our recording studio is actually full of hashtag Spartan Deans today, <laughs> here to chat about the new university-wide initiative, food. Um, with us today, we have Prabhu David of the College of Communications, Arts, and Sciences and Ron Hendrick of the College of Agriculture and Natural Resources. Spartan Deans, we call you hashtag Spartan Deans because um, Dean Long often uh, hashtags his tweets about his <laughs> Dean collaboration, hashtag Spartan Deans. I'm confident that there's <laughs> selfies of all, probably all three of us. Yes, together. yeah, all three of us. For sure. That makes us very cool. <laughs> it does. Um, if you guys want to introduce yourselves... Talk a little bit about what you do at the colleges you're with. I'm Prabhu David, Dean of the College of Communication Arts and Sciences. Yay! And I've been here about two and a half years. Ron Hendrick, Dean of the College of Agriculture and Natural Resources uh, in my second year. Great. Awesome. Happy to have everyone here. Good to be here. So let's get into it. Let's talk about our favorite thing, food at MSU, the new university-wide initiative. So what is it? How did it come about? Uh, really, at its core, food at MSU is uh, our our effort to to make MSU the food university. President Simon has talked about this for a very long time, and uh, there are a lot of universities that want to take some sort of ownership around food. Uh, our goal is not really to take ownership of food, but be, for MSU to become really the signature university in people's minds when it comes to information about food, conversations around food to build upon all the great research that we do here and, and our academic and outreach programs. Yeah, I think w one of the most exciting aspects of that is the, is the opportunity to, to collaborate across colleges. And, Absolutely. And that's been uh, an exciting part of, of how we're thinking about food at MSU now. So why now? Why now in 2017? Uh, I guess the question is, why not now? Uh, there's there's <laughs> a lot question. of information available, increasingly uh, increasing amounts of information, social media, uh, websites, other things. Um, but it's pretty easy to go on our smart devices and not get real smart information around food. Um, there are a lot of other complicating factors. We still have large populations of people who are food insecure. Um, and so in addition to making sure that we understand what the questions are and what the answers um, we can provide are around food itself, 
it's working with uh, communities, for example, that might be food insecure. So, uh, Prabhu, what is the hope behind a project like this? Uh, what do you want to accomplish? Yeah, this is really an exciting project. If you think about the three colleges that are involved, typically when you think about food, you would go to the College of Agriculture. And they are the scientists. So the research that they do is cutting edge, and uh, the scientific discoveries are plentiful. They know what needs to be done. But the problem with food, as with most other social phenomena, is the human dimension. To get people to behave in a particular way, to comply with best practices. That's always been the challenge, and that's a communication challenge. So that's where the College of Communication comes in. And the third leg that is involved here is the College of Arts and Letters. Communication by itself can be very scientific, can be very precise, but it takes a certain artistic component, uh, the drive to really push it over the finish line. And that's where arts can be very persuasive in taking these messages that we draw from science. So I see this as a wonderful collaboration among three colleges. Yeah, that's one, one of the things I'm so excited about is, is the opportunity not only to work with, with um, two of my favorite colleagues, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> but also the, the strengths that we bring from the various colleges, as, as Prabhu mentioned. I mean, in, in the College of Arts and Letters, we um, really pride ourselves on, on being able to think about some of these issues in deep ethical ways and think about the kind of broader... Um, context and historical and social context in which these questions get raised. So what's exciting about this initiative is um, the way in which we hope to stage conversations and facilitate conversations with members of the community here in Michigan and, and maybe even more broadly and allow those conversations to shape the research agenda that we empower our faculty to undertake. And so it's kind of a really unique approach to how, how we develop a research agenda and how we invest mm -hmm. in, in the research of our faculty. So this is more of like a long-term MSU initiative. Is there any that you guys know of right now? Is there any end goal or is it just to continue the conversation onward and just keep talking about food in a really important way that stretches across all different um, practices? Well, I, among the end goals, I I think, or as Chris mentioned, to make sure that uh, the work that we're doing here at, at Michigan State in terms of our scholarship uh, is addressing uh, things that are of real need to mm -hmm. populations. We connect pretty well with the people who fund our research, for example, but we don't always connect well with people who are impacted by the research. And so bringing that link together, I think, is kind of going to be a, a hallmark of what we do at mm -hmm. Food at MSU. In addition to research, obviously it needs to inform our outreach uh, and engagements efforts, which we do across the university. In my college, it's primarily through extension, but not just extension. And then um, ultimately it needs to be reflected in the classroom as well, yeah. not just the academic experiences, but those off-campus service learning or other experiences for our students. Great. So how... What, are the, what is the College of Arts and Letters and the Communications Arts and Sciences role in food at MSU? What will we be doing to, fac to facilitate these conversations? One thing we're doing is having a podcast, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a first start. <laughs> well, and actually, the, the, it's really uh, critical from my perspective. Obviously, it's, it's great to have a podcast and to, to get everyone together to talk about this, but we're really trying to put into practice our commitment to collaborate across the university. So, so at a university level, it's trying to model this practices of collaboration that we know make for great 
faculty research and faculty projects and projects that will really have an impact on the wider world. So we're trying to, we're trying to work together to enable that to happen. Awesome. So um, how are all three colleges coming together to bolster the initiative this year? So one example, broadly speaking, right, on a college like, uh, on a campus like MSU, there are so many experts, and each person is in their lane doing their thing. And, but the challenge here is to make the, uh, the whole greater than the sum of the parts, and that's the really the exciting uh, challenge here. So if you look at the three colleges, for example, that is, uh, when you think about communication, people tend to think of not about the science of communication. They think, think of it mainly as someone giving a speech. Or when you think about arts and letters, people tend to think about that as just creating art. But there is very rich scholarship in each of these areas mm -hmm. and fundamental insights. So let's say we want to do uh, improve nutritional habits in Africa, for example, or could be here, right here in our uh, elementary schools. How do we go about it? And uh, so to take insights from all these areas and to come up with a comprehensive approach or a holistic approach, mm -hmm. as Chris called it uh, earlier when we were chatting, I think that's really the drive. Yeah, I think what what I'm excited about is the way in which the the strengths of the three colleges can really enhance one another, and so that that we're really beginning to think at a very deep level about how does science and communication and and the humanistic values of the way we do our work how do they all coincide and enrich the the work that's mm -hmm. that the, the faculty are producing and also you know elevate the impact that we can have as a university on right. on public good I mean, as all of our benches in West Circle say, we're stronger together. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to say that, but it's very hard yeah. to put it into practice. And that's the, that's the challenge that we're yeah. really trying mm -hmm. to address in a collaborative and coordinated way. Um, what are some of the issues that you think MSU can tackle through this initiative? Well, there are a lot of issues surrounding food. Uh, I think, obviously, we want to make sure that people are able to make informed choices around food, things that impact their um, health, for example. But we also recognize that a lot of people don't make food choices based on preference, but out of what's available uh, or what they can afford. So our initial efforts are focused on food access and food justice. Uh, not that we're going to solve food insecurity, but to be able to provide information um, as well as help uh, increase food access to food insecure populations is one thing that we can help with. And we, we do in some ways already, um, working with stakeholders, working through our outreach and engagement efforts, but we haven't really done that holistically and across the university. And I think that's how colleges working together can increase our impact. Yeah, I want to just piggyback on what Ron mentioned. This outreach component is really important. This is the heart of the land-grant institution. It's translational research. Faculty do cutting-edge research all the time, but it's, it sometimes lies buried in uh, journal articles. So somehow to take those insights and to translate that for human good, you know, right here at home and across the world, I think that's the heart of the land-grant mission. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what's exciting to me about this, I mean, the question is kind of what are the issues that we think we should be addressing with this? And part of the point that we want to make is, well, the issues are going to surface in mm -hmm. these conversations as we have uh, engaged dialogue with communities across the state. And for me, that's the most exciting part because it, it indicates a change of posture 
from us in the academy to say not that we're the experts bringing knowledge to the public. It's about engaging with the public in a dialogue, in a right. respectful dialogue where we're listening and attending first right. and then responding in ways that really should advance um, our progress in redressing problems that, that they're articulating mm -hmm. locally. And you can look at numbers all you want with the data say what the data says, but it's you can't really come up with a solution until you're speaking with people in a community that have these firsthand issues, and then it makes it more real when it's like just 50 miles away from us or right here in our community in Lansing. Absolutely. Yeah, even right on campus. Yeah. I mean, one of the questions we want you to be thinking about as as students is, well, how do you interact with food? Where is right. where does that happen on campus? And we've got these great neighborhoods, and we've got wonderful cafeterias. The Brody Cafe, one of my favorite places to go. You <laughs> yeah. know, and yeah. and you know, but there's there's a whole conversation and a whole set of things to think about about where that food comes mm -hmm. from. How mm -hmm. how how are we? Uh, how nutritional is it? How, what about the questions of waste and access? Yeah, I remember. So I am one of the writers for Ing Magazine, which is a student-produced publication on campus by um, professional writing students. And one of the articles, our last issue, was food, pretty relevant to this mm -hmm. podcast. <laughs> um, and one of the articles that I remember reading and editing was about the MSU Food Bank right here on campus where you can get students that don't have meal plans that maybe live off campus or live in university apartments. They can come to the MSU Food Bank and they can get fresh produce, get canned goods, get anything they might need. And they have a whole band of volunteers that work on this. So I think that's something that's really, really you don't know a lot of the things that are around campus until you kind of search and dig deep, and I think this will surface a lot of really amazing things. Absolutely. You think about food insecurity, we think often about maybe people living in impoverished neighborhoods. Right. But, you know, the numbers vary, but somewhere between one in five and one in seven students find themselves food insecure at some right. point during their studies. And some that's temporary, and some that's their life for the entire period of their studies. Right. It's a, It's the eat ramen noodles for every meal <laughs> is, is, is real for yeah. some people. Absolutely. And it's, it's not just in terms of time and um, un, not, being, not taking the time and resources to do it, but mm -hmm. just having the, not having access to it. Um, so I know why I'm interested in the Food at MSU Initiative, but why are, why are you all interested in, in it, and what do you think that you can bring to the table, our table? <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like the our table. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, this is a unique uh, opportunity for researchers to listen. Mm -hmm. I think Chris mentioned this and Ron touched on it too. Uh, as researchers, we, we have the insights, we have the findings, but we don't have results. And that's largely because these findings have to be contextualized to the cultural context, to societies, and where people are, we should meet them. And our table is a wonderful opportunity to listen, very listen carefully, listen mindfully to what are, you know, what the citizens in the state are telling right. us. Yeah, well, I mean, from my perspective, just, okay, I got to go back to the philosophical and the existential. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing more important than food in right. the sense mm -hmm. that it's what nourishes us. It's we need, everyone mm -hmm. needs that to, to, to survive at the very basic level. And then uh, the question is, how deeply is it wrapped up in what it means to live well? I mean, it's tightly wrapped up with that. So there's, there's, uh, I can hardly imagine an issue that wouldn't 
be more important for us to engage in a substantive, integrated, and holistic way than food because uh, food is at the heart of what we all need to live a, a good life. And I mean, that, that becomes then a scientific question, a question of how we communicate that to one another, how we understand the dynamics of the context in which that unfolds. It's the site for uh, cultural gatherings. It's the site for our being together in, in substantive ways. So it is a uh, exciting opportunity from my perspective, from that broad uh, humanistic, even philosophical mm -hmm. existential perspective. Yeah, I don't know that I have much to <laughs> add to what they said. It's a very exciting way for us to bring together our respective expertise mm -hmm. and think about how we can do that in a way that really fulfills that land-grant mission, uh, and particularly land-grant mission in the 21st century and the, the challenges that, that we have and in, in the citizens and stakeholders of the university mm -hmm. have. So we know that this is an initiative that's really important to you all, but why should everyone on campus care, especially like MSU students? Why should we care about the initiative? So Chris summarized it very nicely, right, about why the existential and philosophical underpinnings of food. I would just say food unites, brings people together, right? And so I find that very exciting. But also uh, going back to Hannah's point about students on campus going without sufficient food. And that's heartbreaking, and especially given that how much, look at the amount of food we waste every day, yeah. right? And it makes no sense whatsoever. So there is a disconnect. So a project like this, I think, could probably close some of those gaps. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of students who are interested in doing research around this issue as well. And so we're hoping that the kind of work that we'll be able to support through the initiative will enable undergraduates to participate in the research endeavor, which is a, an exciting part of being an undergraduate at Michigan State University. And I know a lot of students have been committed to issues around food in various ways, whether that's sort of advocacy for certain kinds of um, approaches to eating, vegetarianism, veganism, that sort of thing, or local food kind of movement, that sort of thing. There's, there's a lot of students who are really interested in that and recognize that that's a core part of what it means to chart a meaningful path mm -hmm. for a, uh, a fulfilling life. Right. I don't want to say it's something that's trending, but that whole like veganism, vegetarian diet is really trending now. And there's a lot of false information about it. And I think that's what Ron was saying when we have our smartphones that don't have the smartest information. <laughs> so I think it'll be really great to finally bring people together and have these MSU researched topics that are really re relevant to people's lives today. Yeah, one of the things that um, Ron likes to talk about and I appreciate is that you know, th these conversations are going to come without judgment. So it's, it's not right. about uh, any kind of ideology around around food. It's really about, first of all, listening. Mm -hmm. You know, where are people in, in this and where are the challenges? Yeah. Yeah, it, it does come without judgment. And uh, we recognize people make food choices sometimes based on lifestyle, mm -hmm. sometimes on um, philosophical preferences. Uh, some people make choices or, or have very little to no choice based on economic circumstance. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for students to understand the full breadth uh, of how people interact with food or don't interact with food. And I think um, for a lot of us here at the university, most of our food choices are based on preference uh, or other things. But, you know, to be, food in, to be food secure allows us to make such choices. To be food insecure means that you are also economically insecure. And food security is, is both a, um, a root cause 
but it's also a symptom of, of other issues. Mm-hmm. And so, um, again, we're not solely focused on things like food security, but that's the place that yeah. we're, we're going to start with our initial event because it, it, it does underpin so much um, or, or other things in people's lives. Right. So this leads me into my next point. Um, Ron, you've been quoted as saying, as scientists, we don't listen enough. How can this initiative change that conversation? Yeah, I think as scientists uh, and scholars, it's not that we can't listen, and Mm -hmm. sometimes not so much that we don't. But uh, there are often layers uh, of people or bureaucracy or structures or um, uh, different forms of communication that come between us and the people that our scholarship impacts Mm -hmm. uh, and the people who should impact our scholarship. And so that's uh, the goal around the Our Table piece of Food at MSU is to remove those barriers and provide uh, citizens an opportunity to meet and, and talk with faculty members who otherwise aren't going to interact with them directly. Uh, and as Chris had said, we want this to inform what we do as much or in some mm-hmm. cases more than, than how we're able to help better inform others. Awesome. So what's the best way for someone to get involved in the initiative? Well, we, we have a website, food.msu.edu, and that's got a lot of information about what's what's going on. We're doing um, a food conversation on the 16th of November. That's going to be around an Our Table initiative. And uh, I think the faculty, are, we're going to sort of focus on the faculty with regard to that initiative and with regard to the first phase of this where we um, plan to coordinate around a, a a grant program for faculty, one faculty member from each college doing work that will grow out of that our table conversation. So um, from there, there are probably going to be some opportunities for students to to engage in undergraduate research with some of the faculty members. And um, but there's also ongoing conversation on the on the uh, food.msu.edu website yes. uh, blog space that that people can engage with. <laughs> And, uh, and and we're all on Twitter, so yeah. do we have the food Twitter account? Is that, is uh, that food right? at MSU? All right, yeah. there it is. Yeah, awesome. so we do have Twitter account. Um, yeah, as Chris said, initially we're we're kind of focusing on the faculty side with the intent that this will open up uh, opportunities for students as well. You know, we're a little constrained at the moment by by people and resources. Mm-hmm. This initiative is not a substitute for the other things that we do. It's an addition mm-hmm. to. So um, just by its very nature, uh, our bandwidth is a little bit less yeah. than we would like mm-hmm. at this point. But we have plans to grow that. This is something that the university is committed to as well. Right. Um, and we've actually been talking about what is, you know, uh, some sort of event or effort that we can do on campus maybe late spring or, or next fall that really brings everybody together uh, mm-hmm. and allows for people who have this interest to, to come together, uh, to have conversation and, and to plot what the future looks like. And that brings more people and in, in more resources to bear and allow us to, I think, engage with a broader audience at the university as well as off. Yeah, I, I mean, one of the things we're thinking very intentionally about is how we're expanding this out to other colleges beyond these three. So mm-hmm. we feel like this is just a kind of first phase, yeah. and we're really looking forward to working with our other dean colleagues to integrate this work into the work at the other colleges. Yeah, this is not something we want to own uh, right. and to be identified uh, just with uh, any of our colleges or all three of our colleges. Mm-hmm. This is an MSU thing. It's food at MSU. Uh, and so as we are able, we'll continue to add to our ranks and, and other colleges. 
Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things, actually, we're talking about kind of why I'm interested in what I'm getting out of this in, in earlier is, for, for me, as a dean here at MSU, it, the ability to collaborate with my dean colleagues and to really see the impact of that collaboration is you know, one of the main reasons that I got into doing this administrative work in the yeah. first place. It's fun. We have a good time together, but but also you get to really see palpably how you're making a difference. Mm -hmm. So last question, who can get involved with this initiative right now? Um, and is there any contact for it for anyone that maybe is more interested in attending an art table thing or wants to do more? Any sort of information yet or still in the yeah. works? So if you go to the Food at MSU website, which is food.msu.edu. There's a lot of information there about uh, efforts that are currently ongoing. Uh, as we have additional events, those will be posted there. There is an opportunity to ask questions, whether people have questions about food or about what food at MSU is. Um, as I said, we're starting a little bit small out of necessity, uh, but after this initial event on November 16th, we'll be rolling out more. Some of those will be on campus and intended for a more general audience. So if you pay attention to the food.msu.edu website uh, or follow any of us on Twitter, that's <laughs> a better good say our Twitter address. Yeah, you better. Out. We that's need right. we need yeah. Got to do that self promo. I'm gonna promo CP Long. Uh, Ron underscore Hendrick. <laughs> Prabhu David. Woo! Well, let's start wrapping things up. Thank you so much, Prabhu, Ron, and Chris, for joining us today. This was so much fun, and there's just endless opportunities to talk about food at MSU. <laughs> so, Hannah and Casey, thank you. It was fun chatting. Yeah, of course, no, it was great to you. have you. Yeah. yeah, thanks very much. And for the record, I am pro candy corn. I'm pro candy corn. Anti candy yeah. corn. Oh, I'm oh. going to be. I, oh, no. I even like those little candy pumpkins. <gasps> oh, so those are oh, yeah, the best. You know? best. Yeah. All right. <laughs> a big thank you to everyone involved with this podcast, including our technical producer, Daniel Trago, and our marketing director, slash producer, Ryan Kilcoin. And of course, you can access all of Michigan State University's College of Arts and Letters Liberal Arts Endeavor podcast seasons one and half of our current season two at cal.msu.edu slash about slash podcast. Last but not least, the ideas and opinions expressed on this program do not reflect those of the College of Arts and Letters, any of our sponsors, or any official entities of Michigan State University. Thanks for listening. Go green! Go, Go white! white. Woo.